So Friday's Hometime Show was one of the hardest shows I've ever had to do. Uh, going on air an hour after being told I had skin cancer, uh, it was my head was in a total spin. Uh, so just to kind of bring everyone up to speed, I've had this pesky spot on my nose that Richie's been staring at on a daily basis. I can see it when I've been looking out through my glasses. I only see a beautiful face. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. But it wouldn't go away, uh, unlike my face. Uh, and I've been trying everything. I've been to like a GP, skin specialist, all this kind of thing. And they've been saying... You know, it's a cyst, don't worry about it. Here's some steroid cream, it'll be absolutely fine, all that kind of thing. But uh, do you know what? You know, I am a bit of a hypochondriac, but it just didn't feel right. I've always like, is it, is it really? Because it doesn't seem like that. But I just felt in my gut that it kind of wasn't right. So I finally uh, plucked up the courage to uh, book to go and see a consultant, which is, I had the appointment on Friday ahead of the show. And he sat down within a couple of minutes and said, that's skin cancer. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. And, you know, people, loads of people hear those words and I just had like an out-of-body experience. I always talk about that scene from Jaws when the background goes backwards and he goes forwards. I mean, it was just like that. Um, you know, I'm going to be okay. I've, I've dodged the bullet getting it diagnosed so soon. I, um, I'm booked in to have it chopped out a week on Friday, D-Day, uh, which means I'm going to have a, a skin graft from the back of my head, uh, which is going to ruin my skin fade. Uh, and then that put onto my nose. Uh, you know, if you know what I look like, m- my nose is one of the biggest areas uh, of my body, so that's going to be interesting. I just echo my comments. I only see a beautiful face. <laughs> it's got that written down in front of him there. <laughs> Official statement. But I just want to apologise because uh, I'm going to be missing the Shine On Weekender, which is a indie music festival down in Minehead at Butlin's Minehead that has a very special place in my heart. I'm absolutely gutted. I've been looking forward to it so much, but uh, the, the operation is the weekend of that. So It's got to be done. I ain't going to be there for that, so apologise. I'll see you at the next one. Uh, two things, though. First of all, thank you. I've had loads of lovely messages of support over the weekend uh, through... People who've been going through way worse than I've been going through who've taken the time to message me, and it means a hell of a lot. Uh, And secondly, uh, my feeling coming out of all this, or being in this, is that if you get fobbed off by a professional, and I know like the NHS has got loads of stuff going on, so I don't mean it in that way, but uh, you know, I had like a paid to go and see a specialist, and, and they just said, you know, to put some cream on it. If you know in your heart of hearts that that doesn't add up, you've got to ask the question and push for a a second opinion because I think us blokes are the worst for that Definitely. you know oh, well doctor said it's fine we're not going to talk about it again you've got to trust your body you've got to trust your body so like I say us fellas are the worst at this don't settle for it uh, peace and love and on with the home time show this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway in the meantime though like you say happy Halloween uh, and obviously you've seen people in outfits and stuff it's weird isn't it because obviously today is technically Halloween but yes. it felt like Halloween over the weekend it felt like Halloween going on for ages exactly it's been a good old walk up to it plenty of events over the weekend but this is this is the day uh, and when you look at Halloween and you see people dressed up as stuff it's your usual suspects isn't it it's like skeletons skellingtons uh, ghosts spiders that kind of stuff I did a pumpkin yesterday I heard that rumour. But what about the the unusual suspects? Do you know what I mean? Right, the the, the weirder stuff. So this hour of the show, Richie and I, and I want to know from you what thing are you scared of that isn't actually supposed to be scary. So for example, for me, uh, I have kind of an irrational fear of little boys dressed in full suits at weddings and christenings. You know, when little boys wear like men's suits or like the page boy kind of thing. Is oh, that the kind of thing? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> It's like a Victorian ghost. <laughs> Can't stand little boys dressed in full suits. <laughs> Richie, what are you going for? Um, the thought of this appalls me. Full fat milk, all right? But back, back, Sorry, full fat milk? Full fat milk. Back in the day, my dad at breakfast, he'd have the silver top classic full fat milk. But what I hated, <laughs> I hated the creamy rim. You know how like the... I'm not even going to say anything. You know, you, you know how like it just congeals at the top? It just made me so sick. I'd have to build myself a wall of cereal boxes so I couldn't see 
that silver top. It's so milk. weird though, because in life you're someone who likes a bit extra on stuff. I am. But but not milk. So what do you have like old green red top? Do you have red top horrible through a pair of tights milk? But back in the day, because I hated it so much, I went full skimmed. Now my tastes have matured and I can bring a little bit of semi skimmed back into my life. You are living a party over there anywhere, <laughs> aren't you? Right. Steve says static shocks. And I might not Ooh. have thought about that, but that's a great point because the thing with your static shock is you you literally don't know when it's gonna happen, do you? Well what you need to do is attach a little rubber strip to the heels of your shoes. <laughs> is that still a thing or is that disproved with cars? The rubber thing at the end of cars. Do you remember that? I do remember it. Uh, why have they stopped doing it? If you I know, know your cars, why isn't that a thing anymore? Uh, one other thing I promised you earlier on as well, because you know you'd, you'd say you're, you're scared of full-fat milk. Yeah. Uh, me and my brother, in the 80s, we used to have a game where we would pour the top of full-fat milk into a, like a little Tupperware container, shake it to make butter. Mm. And that is what life was like growing up in Trowbridge in the 1980s. Oh, that is really, really grim. Please move on. Um, Barry, uh, what is it you're scared of? It's not actually me, it's my friend, Diane, that I've got the football with. She's absolutely terrified of bananas in any shape or form. Wow, so your friend Diane, who you go to the football with, who'd you go and watch together, uh, incidentally? Uh, we've got season tickets at Hearts. Hearts fans, and she's scared of bananas? She's terrified of bananas. Any wow. kind of banana. Even the smell of bananas, she goes mental. Back in the day, back in the day, there was... Uh, do you remember that? There was that fad for inflatable bananas at football. Oh, yeah. yeah. How would she react yeah. to that? No, no, she'd be out of there. Is there an incident, an inciting incident? Uh, maybe that's the police coming for your friend right now. <laughs> but is there a moment that made her the way she is? Freaked her out? The bana- banana police. Um... I don't know. I don't know, but she could have got arrested for something that happened that I can't talk about on, on the radio. <laughs> oh, my word. Well, this has taken quite a, a dark turn. Well, it has taken a turn, uh, hasn't it? Uh, if, if she's I, listening, she will be dying listening to this. <laughs> OK, well, listen, I think we'll... You know when you press someone's hand and go, we'll leave you with that thought? <laughs> we'll leave you there. Brilliant. Cheers. Uh, Chris is the next to front up. What is it, Chris? I'm just in the supermarket at the minute, and I'm actually very close to the thing that I'm scared of. Say it out loud. Flowery vaps. (laughs) (laughs) Scared of flowery baps. What's your problem with flowery baps? (laughs) It's irrational, I know, but it's just, I don't know, it made me go all a quiver. So is it it, it the flower coming off, the dusting of flower on your hands and all your jumper? I reckon it's a texture, yeah. yeah. You can blow it off yeah. if you want. <laughs> I ain't going near the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's proper irrational. Wow, so we're almost like living your fear with you at the moment because you're in the bakery section of wherever you are in that supermarket and you, you can hear the hyperventilation that's taking place. <laughs> it, it, honestly, mate, even the thought of them makes me go off it, silly. Go on, Adrian, go on, touch a flowery bat. Just put your finger on one. <laughs> I am not going near one, mate. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. It's a real honour to welcome to the show the brilliant Les Dennis. Welcome to Home Time, Les. So lovely to be with you guys. It's great to have you. We're going to move you closer to this microphone. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I will get closer to this There he is. Don't take that personally. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, it's good. Do a Norman Collier phone. Do you know what? We talk about Norman Collier a lot on this show. Do you? You know, because, like, there are a lot of phrases and things now that, like... They don't mean anything to kids now. So if you talk about someone who's a brilliant swimmer, right. you go, Dun- all right, Duncan, good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no... It's almost like all those old things need to be replaced. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All those old yeah. phrases. For, I think I think kids need to be reintroduced to Norman Collier. Because yeah. when we... He like, was, yeah, get it up on YouTube. That's man. just so funny. It's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really funny, lovely man as well. Really go- nice guy. Well, it's an honour to have you on the show, Les, because be you, know, you are or have been or always have been an ever-present, particularly in the TV of my childhood. And right. the first time I saw you, uh, you used to do a show with 
with Dustin G. Yes. Which a lot of people maybe now might not have known. Well, tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about like how you got started. You're going it? back to kind of like um, Dustin and I teamed up on the Russ Abbott show in early 80s. And um, we did the laughter show for the BBC from 84 to 86 when he sadly died. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you remember well, him. It was brilliant. You know, he was it great. was fantastic. As Bush says, oh. it was like, you know, that's that's our childhood. It was just so precious. And a real shock when, you know, he sadly passed away. Yeah. It was a real yeah. shock at the time, wasn't it? It was, yeah. absolutely. I mean, kind of, he knew he was on borrowed time. He had a condition, cardiomyopathy, um, and he knew that, he, but he just wanted to live his life and do the, the most work he could. Yeah. He was a great performer and sadly missed it. Think. Oh, he did what, a great Robert Mitchum, if you remember that, you know, which was which we can't do on radio because it was a physical, it was, it was a visual impression. Yeah. But okay. I mean, obviously, you know, Saturday Night TV, you know, a big part of what you've done with yeah. Family Fortunes, which yes. was huge back then. What was it like to be part of an era when you know, if you, there, was, there wasn't that much choice, so when when people were popular, they had huge numbers, like Family and Fortunes, like loads of people watched it. Yeah, you know when I mean? I mean, we were four channels at that time, and I think at the peak for my Family Fortunes, it was. 16 million wow. which is ridiculous <laughs> that you think of that but um, yeah it was it was great I mean Saturday night I get so many people coming up to me and saying you were part of my Saturday night it would be yeah. while we're getting ready to go out we'd watch Family Fortunes and Blind Date yes so it was me and Scylla oh <laughs> good company to be in yeah, yeah. Um, obviously with fa- Family Fortunes you, you got yourself you know, a great catchphrase with you know if it's up there I'll give you the money myself and yes. all that kind of thing yeah. now here you are on stage um, in, in a show only for and Horses, the musical. Yeah. You've got so many, not so, not not just sort of like catchphrases, but memorable episodes. Do you yeah. get, get the chance to to work any of that? You know, your little catchphrase in as a as a nod <laughs> to you know other stuff, or does it just have to be Granddad? It's got to be Granddad. It's got to be the script that Paul and Jim Jim Sullivan, the um, son of John Sullivan, who wrote the original um, uh, Only Fools and Horses, and of course Paul Whitehouse. They've written a great script, so we stick very much to that script. But it's 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 wonderful to work with. You know, Tom Bennett as Dell um, and Ryan Hutton as Rodney. They they encapsulate them and really you believe their characters you you know they've got big shoes to fill yeah. as I have you know with Leonard Pierce as granddad mm. but we we do it you know it's it, it's a musical people are surprised I think at first they go only Fools and Horses is a musical, but it really works. You know, we, we we use all the songs that, you know, the two songs that are from the show, but also some great songs that they've written as well. And all, all the elements, you know, the the chandelier, the falling through the bar, they're all there in some way and a nod to, to those great moments in the show. Very few TV shows had a different song at the beginning at the end yeah. and at the yeah, end, exactly. like Only Fools and Horses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're both iconic songs in their own right. Yeah. But, and uh, sung know. by John Sullivan. People I think that. that it was Nicholas Lindhurst, but it wasn't. It was John Sullivan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that at all. That's amazing. I mean, I think short of being in, like, um, like Star Wars, yeah. I'd yeah. say getting, getting the call to be in, uh, you know, the, a production of Only Fools and Horses yeah. in terms of what that means in people's lives, yeah. in terms of iconic, it's huge. Is it, was it quite nervous, like, you know, a thing yeah, you worried about it, a little bit? It was a little bit because... You know, as you say, it's 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 like the Holy Trinity. The Trotters are the Holy Trinity of British comedy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and I wanted to give a nod to what Leonard Pierce did so brilliantly as Granddad, but also bring my own. You know, when Paul did it, when um, Paul Whitehouse played Granddad, it was it was Paul's version of Granddad, and it, and it has to be mine. You know, it has to be mine, but with a nod to a little bit of a nod to him, the yeah. petulance and the all right talking about what's the name. 
<laughs> What's the name instead of Cassandra? So, you know, it's it's lovely. It's lovely to play. We talk and about also fact- get a chance to do Uncle Albert as well. Oh, brilliant. So um, that's good as well. We talk about the fact that, obviously, mentioned earlier, here we are on the radio, we can't talk about visual things, but here you are with a moustache. Yes. Um, now, it's is that something, thing. obviously, that you've grown for this? No, you know? I'm doing Movember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just early. Getting in there no, early. No, I have grown it for, yeah. for Grandad, yeah, because yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't want to just stick one on every night. In case you got that moment in the show where it started to come off and then people are are laughing at something that yeah. that's different than, than they should be. I like at. it. There's, there's an element of Michael Caine Zulu era about it. I like it. <laughs> do you want to keep it after this, do you think, Les? Well, um, well, the next thing I'm doing, maybe I will. I've got another play that I'm... Well, I can't actually talk about it yet, but, but uh, it's set Poirot. in the 60s. <laughs> oh, so <okay. laughs> so I, might, I might actually... <laughs> Poirot. <laughs> no, it's not Poirot. But when not you look quite. at like all the stuff you've done, obviously, you know, we, we, we talked about the early days, you know, as, as the comedian, then the game yeah. shows and and but obviously the acting and all the stage shows that you have done what do you do you have a form that you enjoy the most a little different i love being out um live on on stage that's a great thing to do i also you know do enjoy um acting in in tv i'm doing i will be in um death and paradise the christmas special on boxing night which was a great joy to go out to guadalupe for Two weeks and sit in the sun. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet. And work with uh, Ralph Little and Don Warrington. Yeah. So, um, so I love that. I love that I get the chance to do that. And I also sat in for Countdown um, earlier this year. I was supposed to be in Dictionary Corner, oh, wow. and Colin Murray got um, COVID, and they asked me on the day, "Will you come and host it?" Wow. So I had to go and sit in that chair and, and host for a bit. So I, I love that. I love, I love the fact that I get to do so many different things but being out on a stage and getting the kind of reactions that we get you know every night when you when you do those lovely routines I mean Paul and, and, and Jim have kind of taken the best of the show and knitted it all together into a beautiful play really with songs do you know what I love about it as well? Um, it, it, it's a play, it's a stage production for, for people who might not uh, have the cash to go and spend loads of money go yeah. see Cats and all yeah, that. It's yeah, more of an every, right. every, every man's uh, play, it is. isn't it? You know, a, a lot of the people that are coming to see it are not necessarily theatre goers, so exactly. we're bringing people to the theatre and they, they maybe go and watch something else. Yeah, yeah. I always see them coming in from Essex. As well. you, yeah, you can yeah, tell when you guys yeah, are on, because yeah. there's loads of people there yeah, waiting yeah, to go and yeah. see it, which is, which is yeah. an amazing thing, do you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? I, mean, well, it, I have a song called, which is um, as Grandad, which is oh, where have all the Cockneys gone? So he sings about all yeah. the places, yeah. Billericay, and with those, someone gone out to Billericay and Ponder's End, and so all the places like Hackney and Shoreditch that we mentioned, they're way if yeah. they're from there, they give a cheer. We get a cheer from people from those places. Oh, amazing! Yeah, you talk about the like, obviously the, the, the musicals knitted so many of the favourite moments yeah. of Only Fools and Horses. Do mm. you do you have? Yeah, there's so many to pick from. But yeah. do you have a favourite moment? Well, I yourself? mean, you know, I, uh, my I've I've got I've grown up son and I've got two young ones. Um, Eleanor and Tom are, are fourteen and eleven. So I've been showing them before they came to see the show. I was showing them some bits, and you know, I love the Jolly Boys outing episode. Yeah, and um, I, of course the chandelier, mm. which is iconic, and um, Dell and Trigger at the bar is yeah. just wonderful to watch. Um, um, Particularly for Roger Lloyd Pack's look, you know, as he yeah. looks round mm. and even opens the door to see if he's gone. You know, I, I love that. I love those moments. But for me, the the heart of the show is the pathos in the trotters. You know, yeah. you really care for them. You know, 
And when when he when he does say we'll be millionaires, you really want them to be. And when yeah. they did become millionaires, that's such a beautiful moment when they're at that auction and Dell falls back. Oh, also, I mean, you know, the other thing about Only Fools and Horses as well, you know, they weren't scared of of having kind of poignant moments yeah, too. That's yeah, right. Exactly. You know, I remember forget that bit where. Um, holding back the tears by Simply Red's playing and uh, Del is there mm. on his own on the dance floor mm-hmm. and Rodney's got married and left yeah. him on his own. Yeah. Is that worked into the play? Do you have the kind of, you know, the light and we shade do with it? We absolutely have all of that there. Yeah, there is uh, absolutely holding back the tears is in, in the show. Oh, is and, it? And, uh, and, is, and it's done beautifully. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. And, yeah. you know, we'd mentioned this a little bit before, uh, just in the song before you, you came on, Les, but uh, obviously when, you, when you're doing a run of a play, you yeah. know, say, you, 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 do you still live in Liverpool? Where do you actually live now? No, I live in um, I live in Bramall, which is in Cheshire. Okay, so yeah. you, down, you're in a hotel. The, I'm down the road from Jason. Jason uh, oh, there you, so, go. there you go. Watch him. Don't have him come around every five minutes, <laughs> borrowing a cup of sugar. But uh, do you, are you in a are you in a travel lodge? What is your What are you doing in no, the daytime I'm, ahead of doing the I'm play? I'm actually I'm I'm kind of house sitting. I was staying with, but now she's gone off on tour. I'm house sitting for lovely Leslie Leslie Joseph. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Wow! Know, so, yeah. And you do, what are you doing? Are you doing good stuff house sitting wise? Doing a bit of cleaning um, and everything? Um, yeah, absolutely. Making sure I take to look after the place for her. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, listen. So if people are on the on the fence about coming to see. Only Fools and Horses, the musical. What can you promise them if they come along? I can please? promise them a fantastically funny, uh, enjoyable, uh, laugh-out-loud night that they will, you know, we at the end of the show, people are up on their feet, they're singing along to Hooky Street with us, Brilliant. and they're getting the best moments. And they will also see little um, lovely kind of hints of chandelier and bar and all those moments that they want to see from the show. And they can come along, rest assured in the knowledge that Grandad's tash is not going to fall off. <laughs> it won't. It definitely won't fall off. <laughs> <laughs> You're all right there. Yeah, well, listen, no problem. my God, do we need a laugh at the moment as well, a bit of a distraction. So, Les Dennis, go and see Only Fools and Horses, the yeah. musical. Thank you so much for coming on to Home Time. Great, lovely. Cheers, Thanks, guys. This is The Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Uh, now, last week, half-term, and I told you about Dougie the deer, the class pet that uh, Rocco was uh, looking after, uh, my four-year-old son, and we're having to take this little stuffed toy to lots of things over half term the scrapbook has to be handed back in tomorrow uh, at school so today I've been frantically printing off pictures Party time Party time, what a wonderful morning that was Do you know what though, it made me yearn for a different time I was kind of Before having kids you mean (laughs) (laughs) Kind of taken aback by the tech of going into the front of a supermarket scanning a QR code off my phone and a machine just spitting out printed photos at me within 45 seconds. It's mad now, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. I don't know when the last time was that I had any business in printing off photos, but it probably would have been decades ago when you used to go into town on a Saturday morning, pop your film into the chemists, walk around town with no business for an hour, and then go and pick your pictures back up, sit on the bus home, and take the pictures out as you looked at the first five, which has got stickers on saying... That's blurred. That's overexposed. <laughs> That's just a rubbish picture, mate. Dad's I, got red eye again. <laughs> but there was something a little bit more exciting about it, and it did make me think. I, I know every single invention that has ever been made has only ever been done for labour-saving reasons, so it's all good. But if there was a piece of tech that I'd like to rewind just so we could have the old-fashioned romance of printing pictures out, yeah. I think it would be that. 
I know what you mean because, like, there was also that, that jeopardy that you knew that like a, a room full of people had been looking at your photos when they put them in the pack. <laughs> yeah. Like they're judging what you're wearing exactly. on the beach. Exactly, they've seen it before. They're your pictures, but someone else has seen them before you've seen them. If there was a piece of tech to rewind and uninvent, what would it be for you? Do you want know on a daily basis? If watch, we're watching films in the evening, I miss tracking. <laughs> Join your video bit that yes. you used to light and get on all fours by your VCR, flip the little flap down, yeah. and there was two little dials in there, mysterious dials. That was for tracking. Yeah. And you could just adjust it, give it your own kind of spin on how it should be whilst the film's ticking over. Well, there's the thing, though. You've worked for your film. It's like a reward, isn't it? These days, a streaming service or Sky or whatever, it's there for you. It's all ready. But you're, you're being taken out of the process a little bit, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you are. Whereas on your tracking, you've had to set that up. You've had to work for it and make it look good yourself. No one else is watching E.T. in the same kind of like <laughs> view that I am because of the way I've done me tracking. One thing I really miss is, uh, I'm sure it's still out there, but it's quite retro, is fantasy graphics on graphic card boxes. Remember you used to buy a graphics card box to yeah, go yeah, in the yeah, back yeah, of your yeah, computer yeah, yeah. from certain computer shops, but rather than just saying what the, you know, the kind of like 15-digit number was, it'd have like a dragon or a woman with an axe on the front. <laughs> Missed that so much. Uh, this text here, get rid of Google, that's a big one. Get rid of Google so we can go back to stupid arguments in the pub. For example, Michael Bublé invented frozen yoghurt. Google ruins these <laughs> daft statements, says Rich. Well, back, back at the very start of my kind of like working career after university, I worked for a telecommunications company and they used to get to see what everyone used to who who used to like use on the phone, what you who used to call. It was you know Ray Parker Jr. Eat your heart. It was amazing. <laughs> what is the tech that you would want to uh, rewind to? Uh, Tom says get rid of the Kindle. As good as it is with hundreds of books on one device, you can't beat the uh, feeling of true paperback and a paperback book. That is fine, but apparently the the rise of the Kindle has also uh, set the whole romantic fiction thing free as well. Wow. Loads more raunchy books being read because people can't tell what it is you're looking at. <laughs> uh, Mark, uh, what is it you'd like to rewind to? I just want my cabinet stereo back. Um, <laughs> I, I, I loved I loved records. I loved the high speed dubbing. Um, I, I also I miss records at Christmas because it was such an easy buy. Yes, you know you, you used to be able. To, it was it looked impressive when it was wrapped, and then you had the argument over who was playing their record first on Christmas Day because so, everybody got an LP and there was one way to play it in the house. So describe uh, to us, there were, there were a very unique look. There was a certain era where uh, there was a lot of like lights. Uh, it looked like Tron when you used to put your, 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 yeah. your hi-fi on. Was that the kind of thing you're talking about? Absolutely, yeah. It went from red for the, like, the, the when it was uh, quiet and subtle, all the way up, you know, when you, you know when you got it on green, you know, you know that it was going, you know, and it was banging away, so... Brilliant. And you beautifully described the tech there. You, you, you said you wanted your cabinet stereo. What, describe the actual cabinet this was, that it was in. Did it have sort of like the, the glass doors for your LPs? Yeah, absolutely. So on the top, you've got the turntable. Uh, it's a great big chunk of MFI put together, and it works its way down. The, the top, you've got the radio, then you've got the, the graphic equaliser, which kids now have got no idea what that is. They just go out of settings and put it up to full base. Yeah. And um, then you have, obviously, your radio, which was manually tuning in. There was no DAB. My, my favourite thing was going into, uh, into like, an electrical shop, like Dixon's or Rumbelow's or whatever, and they'd have one on demo. Yeah. And make all the lights go at the same time, like you were playing Firefox oh, in the 80s. I'm, I'm, they, they know how to sell to you then, didn't they, yeah? Uh, next up is uh, Glenn, I think we got. Is that you, Glenn? It is, hello. Hasn't Glenn got an echoey porch or hall that he he's has. talking in? 
I have, yes. Oh, it must be. How big is the is the area that you're t- you're speaking to us from, Glenn? Uh, well, it's only a kitchen. It's not. It's not big, but it has got a vaulted ceiling. I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Vaulted ceiling. I'll move, out of, I'll move out of the vaulted ceiling kitchen. Then. Oh That's no, no! Don't apologise for being an ABC One home time listener with a vaulted ceiling. I'd love for him to move into the North Wing, though, to speak to us. If that's okay. Glenn, <laughs> uh, what's the tech you'd like to rewind to? So the tech I'd like to rewind to is uh, well, I'd, I'd like to abolish um, movies on demand, and I, I, I want to return to walking down to Blockbuster Video and the likes. You know. Because there was that thing where, where you'd go down there and you might have your eye on, say, Ghostbusters 1, but someone else in your town might have rented it and you can't have it. Yeah, there's no copies, but it's still, it's just all part of the, you know, the, the movie roulette, let's call it. But, um, yeah, I just used to like that because it was part of your night, it was, a, it was like a night out, but a night in. It was as well because you got to physically go out, so often it wasn't yeah. just the film, you'd end up yeah. coming out with a takeaway or something. I don't know, I just, I just miss it, a little bit of nostalgia. Obviously, you know, there's sometimes when you're absolutely hanging on a Saturday <laughs> night and you just want to just press a button and it's there, but, yeah. But you know what, there was, just going back to going into the blockbusters, it used to be nice to walk around with your, your, your girlfriend or your other half or whatever and, and make, have a conversation about it, whereas I don't know if you get the same thing now. If you watch Netflix, it starts doing the advert of the film as soon as you flick onto it, and it really stresses me out. That's why the film club came about on this show, because it's stressful choosing a film, isn't it? It is, there you go. And also, you know, the walk might keep my wife awake a little bit longer because uh, the fresh air might wake her up because sometimes you press a button on Netflix and within 20 minutes she's asleep. So, you know, Dangerous territory for you now, Glenn. You could be sleeping in that vaulted ceiling now. Do you know what, though? He's right. <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway.